Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is September the 30th, and this is a good day because this is uh, my 27th wedding anniversary, and so here I am in the studio podcasting. Yay! In celebration of love. And in celebration of love, I have asked my sweet man if he would join me today, and he's agreed. So welcome. Yay. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Um, We are really uh, not in the studio today. This is actually a little bit of a a facade because we recorded this a couple days early so that we could get away. So I'm actually, by the time this airs, we will have been in North Carolina for a few days and I am speaking at a women's retreat right now. So some of the women who are at their retreat may be listening to the podcast this morning while they're drying their hair. Hey, see you in a few minutes in the breakfast room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we are just, um, we are fans of marriage and, uh, we want to talk a little bit about it today. I wrote a post called 25 ways to stay married for 25 years, two years ago as sort of a remembrance and celebration of being married for 25 years. And, uh, and I think one of the things that, uh, you guys are going to discover the longer that you're married is that, uh, there's nothing in this life that's worth doing that's easy. And marriage is one of those things. And, totally absolutely worth it like having children and and uh, all the work that goes into homeschooling and all the work that goes into just maintaining your walk with the Lord and marriage is one of those things that uh, the culture has devalued now to the point where we we've just defined it to be whatever we want it to be and I think it's taken a hit certainly in the culture so I'm excited to have Jay uh, come in because it, most of you don't get to hear my husband on the podcast, but he's always here because he engineers the podcast. So I'm always looking in for cues and all those things. So, hey, for those of you who are not doing the scripture writing challenge, guess what? A new one starts October 1st. So check it out, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. If you're not following me on Instagram, you need to do that. I am doing giveaways there for the scripture writing challenge. And so all you got to do to enter is to like the post and tag a friend in it, and then tag a picture of your scripture writing. Uh, There is something powerful, women, about being in the Word of God and writing it out. And um, we are giving away some of the new jewelry from the new line to celebrate Redeemed, which is coming out in just a couple of weeks. So hop on over to Heidi St. John at Instagram and follow me, and I will be posting, if I haven't done it already, the October Scripture Writing Challenge. So check it out. All right, baby. Here we go. I'm excited. You look excited. You look good. You grew a beard. What's going on? <laughs> well, I went to a men's retreat. Rawr, 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 rawr. Yeah, something about being there with all those guys and doing manly things. Kind which, of a Pacific yeah, Northwest thing, it too. It kind of is. It's yeah. kind of a... A lot of guys are growing beards. Yeah, a lot of guys are growing beards. It's, 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 it looks good on you. You look hot, though. Thank you. I will say, I don't really like the scruffy on my face, but I'm always <laughs> trying to find the bare spots on your cheeks. <laughs> Kiss in your face. All right, so I'm thinking back to 2014. Uh, when you and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary and our, our, our grown daughters 
did a surprise party for us. And a lot of our dearest friends in the world were there, yeah. including your dad, which is a, yeah. a special memory because uh, he didn't, he passed away shortly after yeah. that and rather unexpectedly and just sort of this reminder now that we look back at how quickly time goes by. Yeah, for sure. And I thought it'd be encouraging today just to kind of go through this list. And I'm going to let you, because you and I have really different perspectives, uh, which is, I think, part of what makes a good marriage tick. That's right. Right? Uh, right. It's different perspectives on marriage and on kind of how to do it. But I was thinking, and I'm going to read a little bit of the blog post. I just wrote that for 49 years, uh, your dad stayed faithfully married to your mom. What an incredible example. My grandparents were married for nearly 60 years. And I can still see my grandpa chasing my grandma around the kitchen. And unfortunately, these kinds of marriages now are few and far between. I mean, we just, everybody read, you know, the internet exploded a couple of weeks ago when uh, it was discovered that Brangelina was going to be no more. And I mean, we sort of make light of it and we kind of felt like, well, I kind of had that coming, you know, cheater marries cheater and cheater cheats again. Uh, But really, the reality is there are six children involved whose lives are going to be forever changed uh, because of the, the, uh, the unfaithfulness in that marriage. And we want to just sort of talk about why our generation is struggling to do what your parents did and what my my grandparents did, which was to stay married. And somehow um, we got to figure it out. Yeah, that's right. I mean, marriage is a hard thing. It takes a lot of work. Mm. But just like you mentioned earlier, anything that is valuable takes work and um, has value. And there's some cost that is involved in having it and maintaining it. And that's very much the way it is with marriage. It is work, but there's a lot of fun things that we do in marriage to make it enjoyable. And obviously, it's like the best thing about our life, honestly, yeah, is just right. is having each other to kind of go through life with. That's right. Yeah, I had a woman the other day say that she thinks the culture is making it harder to stay married today, and I got to thinking about that. And I guess I part of me just disagrees. You know, I think I'm I'm more along the lines with Solomon. There's really nothing is new under the sun. If you look back at the times of the Romans, you look back at the time of Solomon. You look hello to the 80s, <laughs> to yeah, the 60s. Right. The 60s. You yeah. know, uh, really, what what sets a good marriage apart? I think is that sort of love and longing, a commitment to sexual fidelity, which is uh, hello is a game changer. Uh, if you can't figure that out, and just a longing to create a legacy um, and a vision for how to get that done. And so as we wrote about it, I'm kind of, you know, I want that longing in my marriage. And you and I came from really different backgrounds and have worked really hard to just sort of blend our two lives into one. And uh, we've part of the way we've done that is by having a bunch of babies. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do it. That will do it. And we didn't set out to have a lot of kids. I think you you wanted three or four. I was like I wanted, three. Yeah, and I wanted two. And then uh, as we went along, I realized these kids are amazing and a blessing. Heidi's family had seven kids, and my family just had uh, two, me and my sister. And so it seemed very foreign to me to have a lot of kids. Well, you were home. like two kids, and yeah. I was like, that is going to be so boring. Can you just imagine how bored we'll be? But, you know. <laughs> I'm my thinking fam- to myself, well, my family wasn't boring. Yeah, your family, and they really weren't. Your family was a hoot and holler and good time. Uh, I was just, there was so much activity in my house. Yeah, that's right. All the time. And because yeah. I was the oldest sister of the six of the sisters, and I have one brother who's older, um, there was just a lot of activity and it was a bustling. Even And what's crazy about it is my family was so unhappy because of my parents' marriage. And yet the bond between the siblings and growing up and all of that um, you know, with those, with those, with my brother and sisters, was something I wanted for my own family, even in the midst of what could only be considered the wreckage of my parents' marriage. And so, you and I had really different uh, 
different uh, ideas of what that was going to look like. Yeah. And I think the Lord's really blessed just the the working together and working through the hard, working through hard things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, I mean, you mentioned earlier, God just walks you through um, your life. If you're truly following him, listening to him, I mean, he will stretch and grow you. And for me, that was Let's have more kids. And Mm -hmm. I really saw that as we went along. I think other people we know were speaking into our lives and encouraging us to that end. And I'm glad they did. I think God Mm -hmm. used them as well. And And especially now that that season is over, you can kind of look back on it with a different... That's right. Mm -hmm. And and we miss it and see the value in it Mm -hmm. as well. And... You know, I mean, some ways I long to go back. Other ways I'm like, okay, let's, let's keep moving. <laughs> but there's but the good things about it. Yeah, I miss. I think both of us miss some of those. I mean, yeah. the, it is hard when you're having to get up in the middle of the night to change diapers and de- mm-hmm. dealing with um, two-year-old attitudes and things like that. But then you got teen attitudes. Yeah, and, that's right. You know, like it's always. Least, then you got your own attitude. <laughs> well, they say when they're when they're young, they wreck your home, and when they're teens, when they're, they, they wreck, wreck your, your mind. mind. <laughs> it's really, yeah, well, that it's may really be true. true. But, but there's just a value in family, and I think um, yeah. I, I'm very thankful for our yeah. family. So we encourage folks to have kids. That's one of the things on this list is um, having babies and having kids. And we encourage folks who are who you know feel the prompting from the Lord, but are scared. And I mean, mm. I've heard that so many times. I'll never have any more kids, you know. And you you know, it's coming from their from themselves rather than from God because they're just. You know, they see the exhaustion and the, mm-hmm. and the work that it takes, mm-hmm. but it's well. Worth and so it. much of the problems that we're seeing in the culture today, really, they're coming from the breakdown of the family. Right. They're coming from, uh, uh, you know, people who are having babies out of wedlock, people who are uh, getting married but they're not committed. Yeah, they don't take their vows seriously, and so when you see the breakdown of the family, then you begin to see the breakdown of the culture. And we got to get this right. I was that's the actually the first thing on the list is uh, take your vows seriously. You know, we say our vows and people, you know, kiss each other and then people clap. And I wonder, you know, do we really know what we're saying? Do we really get it when we say I do? It's a covenant. Yeah, it's for life. That's right. It really is. And I would submit that I didn't realize what it was. No, I, didn't I knew I wanted to be married to you. I loved you and cared about you, but I didn't understand what that really meant. I don't think anybody really does, mm-hmm. but I think I think the point you're trying to make is that it is a very serious, it's a solemn vow that you make. And that part of it, I think, I understood that when I did. And I remember, yeah. you, talk, you and I talked about this recently, just mm-hmm. walking down the aisle thinking, how about making the right decision? What the heck am I doing? I know. This is because for life. Because you recognize it's for life and the yeah. importance of it. And the weight of that is really good. Uh-huh. I think that's a good thing to, to wrestle with when you're going down the aisle. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I look at you and just think, no, I love her. I want mm-hmm. to be married to her and spend my life with her because that vow I that be we committed make, to her. Yeah. yeah, it's forever. It's yeah. meant to be until uh, death do her. And there are deal breakers, right? And, yeah. and I get that. Um, but I'm not happy. Shouldn't be one of them. That's right. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's the first one. Take your vows uh, seriously. And I, I'm looking, th- I'm just kind of interested, baby, as I'm looking, <laughs> looking at you thinking, what's on this list? Because I made this list, you know. <laughs> and I think as you look at it, what kind of what kind of pops out? What kind of well, pops out to you? Well, the one that stands out to me, of course, is chase him around the bedroom. I love that one. Number 12. <laughs> Number 12. I think you need to frame that one. Yeah, exactly. I think probably it's the other way around is me chasing <laughs> you around the bedroom. But yep. that's all right. I mean, but you know what that way. is? That is a commitment. And really, that's another commitment. It's the part, part of marriage. It's a commitment to nurturing that part of our marriage and realizing how precious it is to me that you want me and that you want to pursue me. And this is a gift and it really is a seasonal gift because there's going to come a time for whatever reason, then you may not have that gift, you know, and to just treasure it and protect it. 
um, sex is all the wonder and magic that the world sees it and wants. Um, unfortunately, they don't recognize that all that wonder and magic happens in a marriage. Yep. In the right place that God designed uh, it because so, God yep, made designed. it. And God designed it and made it for us. Well, that God's designed it and made it for us and that it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And we see so many people like Brangelina, all this other stuff. You see that the world sort of, we, you know, I think when people get married now, they don't realize this is for life. They don't realize the importance of keeping sex inside of marriage and the heartbreak that comes when you don't. So that's kind of a big deal. And I, I actually love, I love having you on here talking to me about this because so often, you know, um, in fact, this is, I'd love to have you comment on this. I did a Facebook post with Dorinda the other day, because you and Daryl were here listening to us when we did that, talking about marriage before mothering, because I wrote about that on my blog. I put it out there, and man, I just got crucified on social media. People were just like, I can't believe it. Why would, you know, your kids are just little for a little while, but you, you know, and then your husband's going to be around forever. And I was like, uh, not if you don't get this part right. That's your, right. your kids are supposed to grow up and move out. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, what is your perspective, Jay? When I write marriage before mothering, what does that mean to you? As well, a guy, yeah. Well, obviously, you're, you're having to say you're trying to say a whole lot in one little phrase, and and it comes out it can be misinterpreted. But the reality is, is that you know the, the most important thing in our lives is our relationship with God. Yeah, that is the foundation. That's a biblical concept. We all know that we got to have a relationship with God. But in our family, the foundation, the next step up on that foundation is our marriage. Yeah. And then after that, we start building our family. It's on top basically of that. following God's I mean, priorities. Just, yeah, and when you do that, guess what? Your kids it, are your kids flourish. That's right. And when yeah. your kids see that you have a healthy, strong marriage, they find security in it. They learn from that. There's things you're teaching them just by living before them. And we've said this many times that your kids are watching and learning from you more by watching you than they are by listening to the things that you tell them. That is true. Mm. That is that's just how it is in life. And so if you can model to them a good, strong marriage. And focus first on your marriage, and then give them out of the overflow of how how your marriage is yep. is flourishing. You will have a healthy home. Yeah. But if you neglect your marriage and just become a, a daycare center for yeah, your children, child center for your kids, then your marriage falls apart, and then you've got a uh, Brad Pitt and whatever yeah, her name is yeah, yeah. Uh, problem. Yeah. And that's devastating. It is devastating, and I I grew up that way. Yeah. And my parents' marriage didn't make it. And I can I can tell you that the effects that it's had on my family have been long-reaching and far-reaching and long-lasting. And I think just to know, wow, this is a big deal, and we got to take it seriously. And the best thing that you can do for your kids is to give them a strong marriage. Yeah. And uh, it's important. So marriage does come before mothering. Yeah, you know, you get it that. You get it doesn't work the other way around. And At least it doesn't last. Yeah. I mean, it might work for a short time, but it's. I mean, we've seen so many families whose marriages are falling apart. We were, what happened? Yeah, and they were trying to do all the things that people were telling them with their kids and, and neglecting their marriage. Or people who get to be our age. You know, yeah, it's true. And uh, their kids, grow. their kids are, you know, they're in, a yeah. lot of tons of our friends are empty nesters. Just you and I kept having kids That's for right. like seventy thousand years, <laughs> uh, but a lot of our friends are empty nesters now, and a whole bunch of them. Their marriages have dissolved because they focus so much on their kids, and their kids leave the home, and the, the mom and dad look at each other and go, "What are we even doing this for?" Their because common, they've lost their, their right. Their common goals have ended. Yeah, I mean, not that's ended, right. but I mean, they've moved on, and that yeah, it's like, well, you know, they don't they have that foundations lives. gone. Yeah. yeah, so important. Whole another podcast. Yep, whole another podcast. Which we could actually do that. Uh, listen, you guys, we're not gonna um, we're gonna let you go because I'm gonna send you to the to the post. So go to HeidiStJohn.com and look up 25 ways to stay married 25 years and be encouraged because there's so many things to laugh, dream together, um, try new things. I mean, so many things that you can do uh, in your marriage 
to strengthen it and nourish it. And it really is a good thing. And I, I have loved being married to you, Jay, for Thank 27 you. years. Thank you. I love married to you too as well. <laughs> All right, you guys, uh, go love on your husbands today, women. Go spend some time with your man. Celebrate what God has given you. Nurture the marriage that you have committed to, that God has given you, and celebrate it. It's absolutely worth it. I'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.